Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 147, Three Secret Tactics for Breathing New Life into Science in October. So today, we're going to talk about incorporating some Halloween and some October fun into our science, our teaching of science and STEM, and really just refreshing our month of October because this can be a crazy time of year and it is it seems like it is even crazier than ever. I see so many teachers struggling and I I just want to say that you are in my heart, you are in my prayers and if there's anything that I can do to help you, please reach out. I just I believe in what you're doing and I know it's difficult. It's so difficult because we have things like, you know, we've got the masks are not masks and then some kids testing positive and then that the fear of all that and then kid not having your whole class there every single day and already feeling like they're behind because they've been out of the classroom for so long and the pressure of feeling like you have to get them back exactly where they were before, which seems like a really unrealistic expectation for all of us, for admin, for districts, for p- politicians. It's it's just, we really need to take our kids where they are right now and, and go from there and, and like let go of some of those past expectations because it's, how are we going to do it? Especially if they're not there every single day. And then we've got some kids there and some kids not there. And you feel like you have to multiply yourself by like five in order to get everybody on the same page. It's hard and it's okay. It's okay that it's hard. You know, it's, it's okay. It's not okay that it's hard, but it's okay that that it's not exactly the way that we want it to be. That part is okay. And give yourself some grace because what you're doing is, is massive. It's massive. It's important. It's necessary. And it's really appreciated. It's appreciated by this one tired teacher, even if you don't hear it enough. So today, let's talk about breathing some new life into our month of October. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm still on the mend from this month of being sick, which has been crazy. So if you have that going on, then you've got, you know, that's so hard to, I can't even honestly imagine right now being in a school and having to like deal with this excessive fatigue that I have and like some lingering symptoms of brain fog, which has been massive and in coughing and congestion and I, I don't, I really don't know. Like, I think I had COVID in the very beginning before we, we shut down and it wasn't as bad as it was this time. And I had to go back to work. You know, I didn't even know this is before we really knew. So I went back to work probably way before I should have. And, 
it was, I was exhausted. Now we went right into spring break and then we shut down. And so I don't think I felt like it took me that long to recover, but this time I can definitely feel that I, that I need to, excuse me, that I need to recover longer, like that my body needs to rejuvenate and, and like rest. So if you are feeling like that, then you, I, my just, my heart is goes out to you because that is, it's difficult. It's a, it's a long thing to recover from and, oh goodness gracious. So I'm so sorry. All right. So let's, let's talk about a refresh. So it's, it's that time of year again and fall has officially begun. Even if that means you just have fall decorations in your house, like I do in Florida, like we don't have, it feels like we don't have fall. I I feel like we, we skip right over fall, but I love the, the fall decorations and I love to, to decorate my house. And so it's all decked out in fall decorations. And then maybe I'll add some Halloween things this weekend and then I'll go back to like fall and Thanksgiving and I I like that but yesterday (laughs) I even had a touch of winter come through the house I know that sounds ridiculous but I was upstairs working in my office upstairs and I came down and my my new puppy Kobe he's now five months so he's been here for a little while I came down and he had completely torn apart he has my mom gave him this gator football and it has like a rope a rope and then a gator football and then a rope on the other side. So you can play like tug of war. He loves tug of war. And he had completely ripped apart the football part, which was like made of stuffing. So there was white (laughs) stuffing all over the floor. It literally looked like it had snowed in my living room. And I'm like, Kobe. And of course, that has made him have a horrible upset stomach. So we have that fun filled fact on top of it. So we went from fall to winter in like two seconds. (laughs) But anyway, okay, I love to incorporate holidays and seasons into my lessons. Because I really I think it makes learning more meaningful and relevant for the students, they kind of feel like it's, you know, it's that time of year, there's like a kind of a theme going on, and it just makes it exciting. So Today, we're going to talk about three secret tactics for breathing new life into science in October. And it doesn't necessarily have to be science. It could even be in your ELA block or social studies. Well, social studies is a little harder to kind of get um, seasonal unless you're talking about like the history of Halloween or the history of some type of fall topic that might that might work but sometimes that's a little harder so I, I focused specifically on Halloween I mean on science because like I have some ideas for that so that's probably why all right so let's talk about it so let's talk about secret tactic number one incorporate Halloween or fall into your science topics So that's where it can get really fun. Now, this first tactic is definitely one of my favorite things to do. You look at your standards according to your pacing guide. And if you're on my email list, you got my STEM unit pacing guide for for like I sent it out for several weeks in a row just to make sure that you got it. And if you were newly added to the list, I wanted to make sure that you got it. And it is a pacing guide for the entire year for second grade. So and it's a really good place to start if you're thinking about creating a pacing guide for your grade level and figuring out how to incorporate STEM and your informational text, like your reading block and things like that. So I hope you're able to grab it. And 
and you know, use it and I hope it helped. So if you were following that, you may see that this at this time of year, we are focusing on matter. And we are observing and measuring objects in terms of their properties. We're including size, shape, color, temperature, weight, texture, sinking or floating. We're identifying objects as solids, liquids, or gases. We're investigating how materials can be altered to change some of their properties. So these are just some of the standards that we are focusing on at this time. Now you look at your standards and what you should be focusing on at this time, whether it's push and pull or you know force and motion, like what is it that you're focusing on? So once you know what you have to teach, then you're going to think about how you can throw in a Halloween twist. Now, I automatically think of pumpkins when I think about comparing different properties. I also think about goo and eyeballs and spaghetti for brains and green bubbling liquid. And I actually have created a Halloween unit all about matter with some really fun science experiments that have to do with matter. And then kids create a lap book as well to showcase their knowledge of matter, which I think can be really fun because then they have like a piece where they can discuss what they've learned and like showcase their learning. You can find that on my shop in TPT and I'll link to it in the show notes if you're interested. It's really fun. I have this also in a Christmas theme, but I think the Halloween theme can be really, really fun. Um, Anyway, so let's say your focus was on motions of objects, like in first grade, you could again use pumpkins or acorns or pine cones to demonstrate and describe the various ways that an object can move. You could even demonstrate the way that they change motion of an object by applying a push or a pull motion with these objects. You could even do this with like Halloween candy. Now, that would be fun. (laughs) So do you see how you can incorporate some Halloween fun into science? So that's secret tactic number one, like kind of really thinking about your standards and how you could throw in some Halloween fun. Now, if you're completely staying away from Halloween because your school doesn't focus on that or you've got kids that don't, that aren't allowed to participate, then you, you know, you want to focus more on like the pine cones and the acorns and the pumpkins and the fall kinds of things and a cornucopia. (laughs) And maybe how much, how much, you know, that volume that can, that can hold. And, you know, there's some different things that you can do with fall, but just allow yourself to brainstorm some ideas with adding in the seasonal times of year. It makes it just a little more fun. All right, let's move on. So secret tactic number two, and that is to add on hands-on activities with Makerspace. You know how much I love Makerspace. And I actually spoke all about this on podcast episode number 96, which was quite a while ago, but that one was titled Halloween and Makerspace in Elementary Classroom, in the Elementary Classroom, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. You can just find episode 96 wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Apple or Google or Spotify or Stitcher or just on my website, you can just scroll on down and find episode 96. So I talked a little bit about Makerspace and Halloween and how they go hand in hand with just the right literature to set the stage and finding books that engage students and encourage students to think can be half the battle. The creation of the solutions are is the best part. Like that's the fun part. It's super fun. And I love to find just the right, right books to go with that. 
This episode takes a closer look at several different books that can be used in October for Halloween. Students work through literacy standards, and then they extend their understanding by having you have them work through the engineering design process by asking questions about the problems in the story and making a plan or a blueprint of possible solutions to the problem. And getting to then you get the kids working on the creation of it. You may give them a challenge. You may give them specific materials. You may give them limited materials, maybe limited time even. Sometimes when we put those obstacles in the way that that makes it a little bit more challenging and it gives our students the opportunity to work through productive struggle. So that's the that's fun. We want them to test out their solutions. We want them to refine them as necessary. And we want them to refine reflect upon their solution. Remember the reflection is a really important piece. Even if we have to like separate that into different days because we can't get that whole process in in one day without taking like a whole lot of time. But we don't want to leave out the reflection. It's so important. There's so much we learn in the reflection. Students also should have the opportunity to share and showcase their solutions. I love to have them do like a little almost like a museum walk or even a presentation on it and they compare and contrast solutions and this really helps students see how important iterations are in finding solutions that work best. We want students to ask questions about the problem and about possible solutions. We want students to use this inquiry-based learning to better understand how they can create a model of a solution. Another option is to take an already existing solution and revise it and refine it. So maybe you maybe you have a, a solution that already exists in the world to one of the problems in the story, and you think about ways that we could make it better, which this is really focusing in on the engineering standard. So that's something to keep in mind. Working through engineering standards and literature standards, it helps teachers justify makerspace for administrators who are wondering if standards-based learning is occurring. Now, this seriously drives me crazy. And in an already stressful time, as right as we are in right now, like having to justify your teaching sometimes makes me want to scream. And I am like, okay, here's the evidence. You've got it. Actually, in my Makerspace Thinking and Learning group, I just posted a SMART goal for Makerspace that I used last year with all the objectives and evidence and, you know, all that stuff. And if you're in that group and you want to take that goal and use it, go for it because, you know, it takes always takes a while to come up with those ridiculous goals. I'm sorry, sometimes that feels like busy work to me. I'm fine with the research part of it because I like to, um, to learn new things. I think that's important, but sometimes when it feels like I'm constantly justifying, I just, yeah, it makes me want to scream. So anyway, hopefully that helps you if you, if you are in that group or if you want to be, then come join it and grab that SMART goal. All right. I talk about several really fun stories in that episode 96 on Halloween and Makerspace. So you might want to check that out. I also have some really, um, really fun Makerspace moments in literature that that go with those with some of those Halloween stories, and that is really fun. And it works through the kids through the process. It all gives also gives you tons of activities to do for your literacy standards. So, justification, 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 <laughs> just in case. All right, you can find that in my shop on TPT Trina Debery Teaching and Learning. All right, finally, let's look at secret tactic number three. 
This is a little bit more of what basically I just said, but this is introducing fun literature to hook students. And this is another one of my favorite strategies or tactics to use. I love to find Halloween books that can be used to hook students. And I do talk about several fun titles in episode 96. So I'm not going to get too involved on this this episode. But if you want to hear more about those, then go check out episode 96. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts, as I said. The titles I reference are books that I have also created those makerspace moments in literature to go with them. And that totally takes care of planning for you. So if you want them, you can go grab them. The titles I discuss in episode 96 are I Need My Monster by Amanda Knoll. I love that one. I go into depth about what you could do with your literacy, your close literacy or close reading activities and whether you get my makerspace moment in literature or not or you want to do it all on your own, which is totally fine too. I talk about some ideas for that. And then Something Pumpkin by Scott Allen. I think that's so fun. I love to have, I love that the kids see pumpkins in such a different way in Something Pumpkin and they are able to create crazy solutions to how you might use a pumpkin if you didn't have like a coffee table or you didn't have, you know, I don't even know why that just came to my head. But we think about like what, how we could use that material if we didn't have other materials and what we could do with that, like how we could use it, you know, to, as, as a solution that already exists, like maybe it's an iteration of a solution that already exists. It's also kind of a rhyming book. So you can, it's a little off in some spots, but it's like a, it it does make that more like a more fun kind of kind of activity but it's not like a simple rhyming so I wouldn't even say kindergarten would even understand it I actually think it would be I I mean second grade I would read it in second grade because they they would understand there's a little bit more depth to the poetry type of writing in this than there than there is in like just a regular rhyming book but speaking of a like a simpler one this is the house that monster built by steve metzger this is really fun for kindergarten because it kind of goes off this is the house that jack built but it's this is the house that monster built monster is trying to build this house and i talk more about that in episode 96 so i'll let you listen to that and then the fourth one i go through is skeleton for dinner which this is one of my favorite ones by marjorie color excuse me again And I think that that is, um, that's one of my favorite because it kind of, it's like a play on words, skeleton for dinner, you know, it sounds like you're going to eat skeleton (laughs) instead of have skeleton come or have, you know, have people over or have skeleton over for dinner. So that's, and like, I think, you know, I think you have to be a little bit older to get that too, but I just think that's a fun one. And I do lots of really good close reading activities with that. And then we, um, we end up creating a solution for skeleton. Now, in my ma- that makerspace, I I feel like like we we ended up making skeletons, but you don't have to do that because you don't want it to be too craft like. You don't want everybody's to end up exactly the same. Um, I think there's a lot of science that you could bring in to creating a skeleton and looking at different bones and things like that. But I also at the same time, you know, I want it to be different for. I want it to be more open ended. So just keep that in mind. So I also talk about more Halloween books to use in your classroom next week on the podcast. So I'm going to jump into some more of one, some more titles that I just recently purchased. And I, I'm excited to talk about those. So stay tuned. We'll talk about that next week. And I hope that gives you a jumping off point, maybe refreshes October just a bit as you're planning for that. And 
being really graceful or giving yourself lots of grace. That's the other thing. So be sure to listen to episode 96 for the full details on Halloween and Makerspace. And speaking of Makerspace, my free Makerspace Masterclass replay is available for viewing. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. You can find it by going to trinadabreteachingandlearning.com. And if you are new to the website, it's a new pop-up. So it'll pop up and let you sign up for it. Or if you are, if not, then you actually, it will take you to the page if you just use the menu and it will, um, it'll, it'll like let you allow you to sign up for the replay and then you will get that. All right. So you can go straight to it next week. This one, next week, this one tired teacher will be talking about more Halloween books and more literature to use in October, but I will hopefully get a little bit of a chance to recover from this, oh, irritating, irritating sickness. So I might need multiple naps. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. <laughs>